Chris Ballas on the Wolverine.com. He has the best sources on this story. Uh, he joins us right now uh, on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. He had a, uh, his latest uh, post and tweet uh, at the Wolverine.com connecting right the Purdue coach to Michigan Signal. Uh, what What's going on, Chris? What's the latest? The story changes well, by the hour. Well, it's going to, and that's what I keep telling people. They get mad. You post something, and then 10 minutes later, something else happens, and you said they say, well, 10 minutes ago, you said this was good news. And they're saying, hey, if you want stuff in real time, then you're going to have to roll with the punches here because it's going to change. Uh, the latest, the very latest, Bill, is prepare for uh, for some big news uh, that's coming that is uh, was supposed to have been released already by one of our colleagues about a um, about some more sign stealing and sharing things that were against Big Ten rules uh, against some of Michigan's rivals. So prepare for that. Um, it, some of us have said it's a bombshell with a paper trail. Other people have been quiet about it until they finish their stories. But this has opened a can of worms. And we wrote this morning. You know, I had somebody from the Illinois staff from last year call me who was directly involved in the play calling and everything else, say that he was standing next to Ryan Walters and they knew every one of Michigan's signs before the game started, and they were helping them with that. Uh, he said they were not obtained illegally, uh, so there's that. But, you know, this is something that's been going on forever, and what he said was the minute that Michigan was on to them, that they were stealing their signs, they went to wristbands. Go figure, right? Shouldn't you be prepared for that kind of thing? Because as, as most of the people in the Yahoo stories initially said, uh, these Big Ten teams, they knew Michigan was stealing their signals, but then they come back and they say, wow, what a huge advantage, because they were getting their ass kicked. So uh, you can't have it both ways. If you knew about it, then do something about it. So, And I'm not excusing, again, Michigan's role in this if it's as big and uh, is uh, this vast network that everybody says it is. But what Michigan is asking is for due process here. And our source yesterday who was involved in negotiations with the Big Ten and with actually Fox was involved as well said, you know, it is headed probably toward litigation, probably towards an injunction, injunction because the Big Ten is not backing down. They wanted Michigan to self-impose a long suspension. There were there were quotes out there and stories that they wanted a two-game suspension, and Michigan said, no, they weren't going to accept that. They want an indefinite suspension of Jim Harbaugh until the NCAA concludes its investigation or whatever, and, and which is ridiculous. Uh, you know, And all Michigan is asking for is, hey, you know, we want to be treated like everybody else in, in every other case that you've had and not cave to the pressure from some of these rival coaches who, by the way, may just have been indulging in some of their some uh, unscrupulous activity of their own, which I think we're about to find out. So, but it's opened a can of worms. Where I had one national writer tell me today, Bill, he said, "You know what? This is why you keep things in the family." And if it is Ohio State, indeed, that opened this can of worms with the private investigator, and as we reported, Michigan strongly believes it is, and believes they have the documentation to prove it uh, that it was connected to Ryan Day's family from Ohio State. Then he said they kind of should have known what they were getting into. So it's only to get messier. Uh, I think people need to understand that there are going to be highs and lows here, but this is not going to end anytime soon. And that really the last thing, Bill, and I know this is long-winded, is that the only way they think at this point, Michigan sources, again, involved in this, that Jim Harbaugh coaches this year is if he gets an injunction, they are prepared to do that. If it happens, it'll probably be Thursday, they said. That could change, obviously, based on what the Big Ten comes back with. They also told us that 
if the Big Ten were to say, okay, you know, let's negotiate and, and go for two games here, then it might be 50-50 that Michigan would consider that. But in no way, shape, or form would Fox approve, for example, of a game, a Michigan-Ohio State game without Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. So you're getting to that Thursday, which gives, you know, 72 hours, give or take, more of that negotiation process that you alluded to. And, okay, take the Penn State and the Maryland game. You're back uh, for Ohio State and the Big Ten championship game. Uh, I could see same way Michigan did the three-game suspension, which I didn't agree with to start the season. They tried to put it behind them. Uh, I, I could see why there's that 50-50 sentiment. And also the other side of Santa Ono strong uh, letter that was released last Saturday afternoon, early morning, uh, which, by the way, I love Pete Thamel and all these national writers who are just trash in Michigan. Uh, Adam Rittenberg was the only one, uh, at least on Saturday until Sunday morning, only one to even reference it and and did a story on it. Thamel won't even mention the response of Michigan. They all have their own agenda here. And because you know why? Because when you reported that story Friday, that it could be Ryan Day who led this investigation and family members at a at a firm, private investigation firm, that if Thamel and these other reporters go with that, well, then they're killing their sources because that's another thing you said, that, the, that Day and this firm allegedly may be the leaks to these right. national college football writers. Yeah, Michigan strongly believes they are. And uh, and again, they believe they have the documentation to prove it. They're oh. working to connect the dots right now. And this is not just us talking here. This is something that's this is real, real here. And, uh, you know, now these guys are probably covering their tracks a lot better than Connor Stallions did, right? Of course, you and I probably would have done a better job than Connor at covering the tracks. But so those dots still need to be connected. But it, it is. It's an absolute mess at this point. And, you know, the disappointing part of it, and, and the one thing about the San to Ono letter, you know, that was something that we got exclusively, and and uh, it was very clear what Santa Ono said was, look, we are not going to agree to anything. Uh, we haven't even gotten any notice of allegations from you, and, you know, he's, it, one, one of the things that was really interesting in the letter is he said, we aren't going to go off conjecture conjecture and, uh, and allegations, you know, from social media to crucify our program. If you've got evidence, then provide it, and clearly, the Big Ten talked a big game on Friday to the point where Michigan was thinking at the time, according to our sources, wow, if they've got all this stuff on us, you know, Jim could be in a lot of trouble here. And it turned out they didn't. They said, well, this is what we're hearing. So you can't go. And what Santa Ono said in that letter that he sent Thursday before that meeting to Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti was, we aren't going off of this. We want to see what you've got. And we want an investigation. And we want it to play out. And I want to say this again, that if there is anything else more damning out there about Michigan um, and it comes out, then Michigan will change course most likely. Likely, and we'll probably be more uh, apt to to cave and say, hey, okay, we understand what you're saying here. And, and we have always said from the get-go, Bill, you know what, let's wait and see what the facts are and see what else comes out. It could be that they do have more evidence, but right now they don't. And to not allow due process to continue here would be a travesty, is what Santa Ono is saying, uh, for a team that really has a great chance to win a national championship. Chris Ballas from the Wolverines.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line, latest on the Harbaugh story. And what I mentioned uh, very uh, firm in my opening today, uh, my initial huge opinion, Chris, that 
if more stories are coming out about other schools and people coming forward, that Tony Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner, just opened up more embarrassment for the conference. Yeah, and you know what? It's not just him. And, and Jim Delaney, the former commissioner, he said, oh, this is the guy I'm going to rely on, and you know, I'm, I'm, he's counseling me, and so on and so forth. Jim Delaney has never been a fan uh, of Michigan, has never been good to Michigan. Since, they've, since he arrived in the conference in 1989, there was a, co- a column that a Chicago Tribune uh, writer wrote in 1989 or 1990 following the Rose Bowl about how Jim Delaney, he actually had to quit. It was a, an official who had to quit. He said Jim Delaney would call us and basically tell us how to officiate games and what to watch out for and they're like why is this guy getting involved here and he said keep an eye on this Bo Schembechler and don't let him do this and don't let him do that and Bo Schembechler actually wrote about it in his book and if you go back the last 10 years uh, and look at some of the numbers in Michigan games and and how they were officiated compared to how they are now it's bizarre it is literally bizarre if you look at some of the graphs Um, I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist in any way shape or form but I know for a fact and talking to too many people that Jim Delaney's thing Fingerprints are probably all over this thing as well. That is, uh, that's their opinion, uh, and I and I my honestly, I think I share it. So um, we'll see how this all plays out. But this guy's in over his head, frankly, and uh, and I again, I'm, I'm not absolving Michigan of any blame here, but I am saying I'm with them, and let's see what due process brings, and let's see how hypocritical some of these other schools are when other information is released. And you know, we talked about the the Ryan Walter story today, how he had somebody feeding him signals. Um, you know what? This is an age-old thing where uh, you know, that, that it's, it's done everywhere. I'm not saying that everybody goes out and sends people to steal signals, but uh, after the night, after the, 19, the 2019 Michigan-Ohio State game, Michigan was sure that Ohio State had their signals and were told that people were recording them. So they had to put banners up over their signs in the Outback Bowl so that people behind their benches weren't recording their signals. So I think there's a lot more to this story. I think it's it's going to uh, a lot. Of, a lot of people are going to be uh, pretty stunned by what they find out here, probably within the next 24 to 48 hours, if not earlier. What's also interesting is that uh, from the big house, uh, there are photos of Purdue coaches with Apple watches on, <laughs> which violate electronic devices in game being used. But oh, wait a minute, Ryan Walters, nice handshake there with Harbaugh. Yeah, it's you know what it's it's going to be it's like I said uh, there aren't going to be any secrets after after this and we, we are slated to talk to some people that it, it, here in the next 24 to 48 hours as well in addition to the people that were close to Walters uh, that that have a lot to say about other programs there are no secrets anymore with the transfer portal with kids coming from other programs that are feeling slighted saying hey they're coming down on us this is what we did at you know X Big Ten school or X SEC school. Uh, it's going to burn. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a, a former SEC writer who is a, a colleague of mine, and he said, you know, this happened back in the early 2000s when I think Pete Fulmer was still at Tennessee. They started hiring private investigators, and it ended up with all of them on probation, and they're like, what are we doing? So they basically go in, and, and the commissioner says, you know, uh, you better keep stuff in house, or this whole this whole conference is going to be on probation. I think it was Tennessee, Alabama, and Auburn, and uh, then all of a sudden it stopped. 
adapt. But what they do, uh, it's it's like nuclear war is what I wrote. You know what? You you get your stockpile of weapons and you get your dirt on your your opponents and you hope that you never have to use it, right? But if they come after you, you're going to come after them. And you're seeing a strong response now from the Michigan side that, you know, frankly, in the past might have rolled over. But there are a lot of people in the administration, President Santa Ono, who are not in that position. This is not your father's Michigan anymore. A lot of people, a lot of brilliant people that are willing to at least fight for now. Uh, and again, let's see what, it, what the rest of the evidence brings. Unbelievable, man. It's a story yeah. that uh, just won't end. And NCAA joining CMU trying to figure out if that was Connor Stallions. I don't know why it takes so darn long to figure out who was on your sidelines through all the security cameras, through press credential applications to CMU giving out credentials, how somebody gets coaches gear uh, for CMU uh, to be on the sidelines, the little blue light, uh, Jack Reacher glasses, whatever you want to call it. Uh, God. All right. Chris, keep us posted. Let us know. Everybody can follow this story at thewolverine.com and also Chris Ballas, B-A-L-A-S, on Twitter. Thanks for the update, my man. You bet. Take care, Bill.